I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is time for Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. My name is Steve Thompson. Jonathan Lowe is our studio coordinator. Here's the deal. Tech Talk all about your computer, hardware, software. You're having problems. You're not sure how something works. Feel free to call the program. 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226, or text 81807, that is 81807. Doug, how you been? Absolutely wonderful. Steve, with this weather, how can I be anything but? Yeah, it, it just uh, mild, quiet. Uh, it's the middle of January. I mean, this is supposed to be the deep freeze right now, and we really haven't seen it. I'm not going to complain. I don't want to stop this thing. You, know, you and I have spoke several times about if we get past this January hump, it should make winter a lot shorter. Yeah, Sloan had a story a moment ago that I wanted to bring up. Google's considering building a big facility up in Backer. Indeed. And th- this illustrates a point and tells you, in a way, how the Internet works, where companies like Google and others, many, many other companies, have these uh, server farms, if you will, scattered all about the country, for that matter, all over the world. And that's what gives the Internet its reliability. Well, you know, when it comes to the Google Grid, and that's what it's called, my exposure to this and my experience is extremely limited. What I can tell you is there are literally tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of computers that are running and keeping that backbone happening 24-7. This thing is so redundant and consistent that at any given time, 100, 200 computers, hard drives can crash, and you and I, in the real world, we never see it. It it truly is a marvel of technology. It is extraordinary, and uh, you think about uh, the reliability of the Internet on occasion, uh, a big player will have an outage for a short period of time. But uh, let's face it, the economy relies on this stuff, and in a way it's kind of scary. And we're, we're so heavily reliant on what happens online. Once upon a time, there was no such thing. Now, you know, I don't know what the number is, 90 95% of the commerce. I, I, I don't know what that number is, but... Without the internet, credit card processing comes to a halt, bank transactions, the list goes on and on and on. We have definitely evolved to a point to where the internet truly is as important, in my mind, as electricity or gasoline. I mean, we are to that level. Um, So when we talk about infrastructure for the country, we not only got to be thinking about roads and bridges and electric we got to be thinking about the Internet infrastructure as well. Uh, there are a lot of times that I am mind-boggled by some of, even in Minnesota, our, our outlying country, um, maybe they don't have any access to high speed, and if they do, 
it's either satellite or extremely expensive. I truly believe that by the year 2019, which we are in, we should all have access to super-duper high-speed Internet. That's my opinion, and it should be our goal across North America, not just the United States. But we got to stay on this, and we got to make certain that, as you say, it's extremely important. I can't imagine what would happen if the Internet went down for a week. I think it would be paramount to electricity going down for a week. I really do. Yeah, it is super important, and having access to the Internet is uh, important. By the way, our phone number is on the program, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. That's good for all our programs. Keep that number handy. And uh, the text line, same deal, 81807. Your text gets right into the studio, and this program is all about your calls for Doug. And a friendly reminder, uh, we will get you Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. I know we get a lot of calls and uh, folks uh, visit with Jonathan about getting that number. We'll have Doug's phone number and email right at the end of the program before the no, uh, the news at 2 o'clock today. Let's get started with Carolyn Howard Lake. Carol, you're on the air. Hello, Carolyn. Do we have you? Carol. All right. We'll put Carol on hold. We'll go to the text line while we sort that out a little bit. Um, what is Internet packet loss from our text line? That's an interesting question. Anytime you hit a link, a network packet goes up the Internet, That's your upstream. All of the content coming down is coming down in network packets, little bitty packets flowing down that line. So if you have packet loss, it's just going to appear that your Internet is running slower, and there can be multiple causations for this. Generally, it's not going to be in your house. It's going to be up the chain. Um, If some of the routers get dirty and they need to reboot, there could be packet loss, but this particular issue is becoming less and less and less every day. And in fact, again, I have to promote Xfinity Comcast for the tremendous work that they've done with how they are orchestrating packets through their router system. That pack network packets are just a little bridge carrying data. Any loss is not a good thing, but there will always be some. Great, great text, and thank you. Go to the phones again. Carol is waiting. Carol, hello. Hello, this is Carol. Can you hear me? Sure. What's up, Carol? I'm trying to figure out how to set up a double screen for my computer. Oh. Well, if you've definitely, if you've got two places to plug in monitors, if it's a laptop, you probably have a HDMI, possibly a digital. Um, you should be able to connect that other monitor and rock and roll. Windows is capable of doing dual monitor. If you have a desktop and uh, and it's an older desktop and it doesn't have an HDMI, then you probably only have one monitor connection. You may have to purchase a video card to snap in there. But it's definitely, definitely doable today. And if you have trouble with that, you give me a call and we'll walk you through your equipment and get you set up in a GIF. At uh, my other job, uh, they handed out laptops. They got rid of the old computers. Everyone's got a laptop. I occasionally will bring mine to a meeting, et cetera, but generally it, it sits at my desk. Yeah. And I plug it into a bigger monitor and a keyboard and a mouse, 
And uh, if I need to go to a meeting and take that laptop, I just quick unplug it. It really is easy. And the new equipment, they've made it really easy to add that second monitor. And what's great about it is you've got your main monitor and you've got another monitor so you can look at two things at once. It's super handy. Absolutely. And and in the in the event that a computer will only take one, I always have to remind people, if you have an HDMI, you can actually go buy a 40-inch television and plug it in and use it as a monitor. Now, that 40-inch, you can separate into 6, 8, 10 open windows, and it looks like two monitors. That also is a is a tremendous, tremendous fix for that particular issue. Yeah, but it, it is super handy. Oh, yeah. it, it should be uh, on a lot of new machines. Wouldn't you say it's a plug-and-play if you have a monitor? should be almost automatic. If you've got yeah. that secondary display, um, the Windows will ask you if you want to extend the display or if you want to uh, mirror the display so you've got the same on yeah. both, which a lot of people say, well, why would I want that? I have a business in New Brighton where the gentleman does the work schedule, goes through a cable, and goes out to the shop. So th- there's a mirror that is absolutely essential. As he changes the workstation, the work schedule, it automatically changes for the crew out in the shop. It's a tremendous, tremendous fix and procedure. It really works well. And by the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. Here are the numbers, 651-989-9226. Text 81807. We already have a ton of texts coming into the program at 81807. But to the phone lines we go one more time and bring in Becky. Becky, you're on the air. Um, yes, I have some questions about um, viruses and being hacked in accounts and things. Um, number one, do you know, do are our cell phones, is there virus protection for a cell phone or, is, or not, does it usually not come from that? Or on my um, computer, my Facebook, my Instagram, my LinkedIn, someone got in and changed it, changed the email to their email. One was a Russian email, and oh. but you oh, that's my bad. Face on it. I mean, I'm just like it's driving me crazy. Yeah, well, if, if they got into your main email account, however they got your password is very, very bad. That primary email that you had is actually connected to all your equipment. So, yeah, that's that's not a good thing. In fact, I want you to give me a call either later today or possibly late tomorrow afternoon or Monday, and you probably have several steps to take to regain control. Um, to your answer to your first question, yes, there is virus and malware protection for all Android equipment, Apple phones, uh, but if you get yourself squared away, your big loss here was somebody got your email password. That's the That was the loss. We got to figure out how that happened and put a stop to that before we even take the next step. Thank you so much for the call, and I will look forward to you giving me a call, and we'll take care of this for you. Yeah, and Doug, we bring up passwords, uh, how people keep track of all their passwords, but changing those passwords from time to time. Some sites will prompt you to change those. Now, uh, any work environment I've ever been in here, my other job, uh, they are prompting us to change our logins all the time. Um, But maybe your bank doesn't do that. Maybe your credit cards don't do that. It's really important that you use good, good, strong passwords and change those. I can't agree more. Um, a lot of banks have opted to leave it to the individual. 
I still stress about 60 days, maybe 90 days every three months to get into that habit, to restructure your security procedures. The biggest flaw that I see with end users is they use the same password for 16, 17, 25 different logins. And that is a bad, bad thing. Your Google password, you may want to leave that for years and years and years as long as you don't give it to somebody else and as long as you're not saving it on a Windows machine that possibly could get malware and register your keystrokes. But if you have that particular password protected, you can have a pure, simple document up in Google Drive that records all your login information and keeping that credentials so you have it at your access. But I do agree. Changing your passwords from time to time is probably the smartest and safest method for you to keep control of your security credentials. Quick break. We have more with Doug. Here are the numbers. It's a great time to call early in the program. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. Tech Talk with Doug continues in a moment. 123 on a Saturday here at CCO. Steve Thompson, Doug Swinhart, our studio producer is Jonathan Lowe. Phone numbers again, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. A lot of great calls, a lot of great texts already on the program, and let's jump back to the text line uh, real quick. Um uh, Recommend a low-price, easy-to-use tablet uh, for going on the Internet, uh, games, email, etc., and uh, being able to interact with uh, Windows 10 and move photos back and forth, etc. If I was looking for something like that, Steve, for my house, I probably would be jumping on eBay and Amazon and looking for a 2- to a 3-year-old Lenovo 13-inch. That's a two-in-one, folds over for a tablet and a laptop. I am real, real impartial to the 13-inch. It's easy for me to see. The typewriter layout is big enough for me to operate. It's still small enough and light enough. But these 13-inch Lenovo's that are like three and four years old, you can probably pick up for two to $300, get an SSD drive, 240-gig at Micro Center for about $35, Pop that baby in, do a fresh install of Windows 10, and if you wanted to, that would be a great time to experiment with Linux in a dual boot. Wonderful. They weigh about three pounds. By the time you're done, you'd have about four to $500 invested, and it would be a tremendous machine that you have 100% control over. Smart, smart move. Something new, your, <laughs> your options are absolutely endless. They truly are. But, Everything but it- from... Everything from a Chromebook for $150 to $200 all the way up to a Microsoft Slate for $1,500. You're you're, going to have to decide kind of your price range and then go looking for the best bargain within that price. And you can even go lower with some of the little tablets. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking price points that are way down there, and they should interact well with Windows 10. Oh, nearly everything. We're going to see more cross-platform than ever before in the next year to five years. You know, this being operating system dependent, 
I think we're going to see that reduce to the point where you're going to be able to network. Well, you can now, but it's a little bit more work. But Macs, Linux, Windows, everything is moving web-based just because of that dependency, or should I say non-dependency, on your operating system. But for an inexpensive traveler, I really think that I would encourage people to take a look at a Chromebook as well. Android's coming out with their own operating system. And we got a sneak glimpse at the foldable Samsung phone last week. We haven't got prices on them yet. Uh, I think with what's going on with the tariffs and things, pricing is going to be huge. It should be real interesting to see what this new equipment, how the price range is going to go. But your options are literally endless. It's incredible the amount of equipment that's out there. Yeah, and to give you an idea, you know, the iPad has been the gold standard among tablets for a long time. Still a sweet machine. But you're starting $300 plus typically for an iPad. But uh, there are some really nice little tablets out there around 100 bucks. I mean, there, there, there are some good options in that category as well. So I, there is so much equipment in this category. You bet. And if you're looking for a new smartphone, there are a number of smartphone companies or cell phone companies that will actually offer you a 10-inch, 11-inch, or a 12-inch tablet as a part of an inducement to get you to do a contract with them. So at that point... That it's free. Well, kind of. We all know how this works, but that's another option. So if you're looking at that, I think any tablet that is comfortable for you to work with, just rock and roll. The more equipment that you have today, really the better off you're going to be because you're going to pick it up and you're going to take it with you and you're going to use those search engines. And in the end, Internet should save you a ton of money. Another one from the text line, I have an HP 360 I like it, but when I type, uh, the cursor will jump to another part of the uh, letter I'm typing. What is going on? What can be done? I love these machines. These little Scepter 360s are wonderful little pieces of equipment. Now, if you use a mouse, you should be able to go into your control panel, hit your mouse, and underneath the touchpad settings, there should be a little tick in there that says, disable when there's a mouse connected. There also should be something on your F keys that you can actually disable that touchpad while you're typing. I think it's FN key and something else or just the straight FN key. You're looking for a key that looks like it's got a finger on it. But you some people actually have to disable that touchpad when they type. And that has to do with the edge commands on the touchpad. While you're typing your palm is hitting that touchpad, which is creating this movement. can be extremely annoying. If you have trouble with that, give me a call, and we'll walk you through that as well. All right, here's one I know you'll love. I have a 9-year-old iMac that's really gotten slow. Would a SSD drive help this old machine? Somewhat. Not to the point of a new computer, because that particular era of Mac, your motherboard is running 3 gigabits per second. The new machines run 6 gigabits per second. Now, with that said, comparing it to the drive that's in there, bare minimum, you should get four times the performance. So my answer would be yes. It should help. All right. So uh, and you you talk uh, regularly on the program. If you can all save this old equipment and keep it running and keep it functioning, why not? 
Now, in this particular instance, I would absolutely encourage this texter to go to MaxSales.com. They are wonderful with supplying equipment relative to recycled and used Macs. And it's possible that this Mac has a different interface, but you might as well find out before you start buying equipment. It's a tremendous, tremendous website. And if I'm not mistaken, they're either, I think they're in Illinois. So they're they're a U.S. company, great support staff. I can't say enough good things about MaxSales.com. Other world computing. MaxSales.com. Quick break. We'll have the weather and then right back to the phones. Carolyn, Skip, and Bruce all waiting. Uh, We have a Mac that won't allow Chrome to update. Uh, We'll talk about antivirus and more as Tech Talk with Doug continues. 135 on a Saturday Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. Phone number 651-989-9226. Text 81807 if you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever. Feel free to call the program. Let's go to the phones. Carolyn in Painesville, you're on the air. Uh, I, can I talk? Sure, uh, Carolyn. What's up? I have a iMac 10.1 OS X. It says it no longer can give me Google Chrome updates because it doesn't support it anymore because it sounds like my computer's too old. Is there anything I can do about that? You know, it really should update. I think that what I would suggest to you is completely uninstall the the Google that you have. If you can't install Google, try Chromium instead of Google Chrome, C-H-R-O-M-I-U-M. And it could be that we need to update your operating system, but I don't believe 10.1 is going to limit that. I'd have to check my notes. The numbers swim in my head, and I try to keep it all straight, but sometimes I get confused. If you have trouble with this, give me a call, and we'll connect up remotely. But you really should be able to have Chrome. You also want to make sure you got Firefox. And with a Mac system, I'm also going to recommend that you get Vivaldi. And it's V-I-V-A-L-D-I, a great browser. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, but you really should have multiple browsers on there. But I I think that um, I think 10.1 should be able to run the update on Chrome just fine. Yeah, she already has Safari that's built in, and that's right. a good browser if you have a Windows machine. Oh, absolutely. You can put Safari on um, on a Windows operating system as well. Runs just fine. Safari's a great browser. They've kept up just as well as the rest of them. They're, they're, they're all great browsers. What, what about with this Mac, just uninstalling Chrome and starting over? Really should do it. And with a Mac, you know, it's pretty simple to uninstall. You just drag it over and drop it in the recycle bin and get you a new one and rock and roll. Um, might require some cleaning. Uh, there are several programs out there that will wash the Mac, but be cautious. Some of the programs that that purport to be free with Macs are actually borderline malware. So do some research Get into the Apple News groups, get into the some of the support groups, and do some research before you automatically trust anything that's free. And that's true with Mac or Windows. With a Mac operating system, it becomes a little more complex to clean than Windows. And that's because, in my opinion, it's a better OS. But again, that's personal opinion. 
go to the phones again here on Tech Talk. Skip, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Doug. Uh, question. I've got two questions. Um, got a uh, HT, a pavilion, and the um, software for McAfee or McAfee or whatever it's called mm-hmm. is up. And it's, 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 I have to renew it. Is it worth renewing, number one? Number two, do I need it if I only go on to use Google and I don't use much on the Internet much anymore? Um, on your HP, it really kind of depends on your operating system. Uh, if you're running Windows 7 or Windows 8, even just within a browser, I would highly suggest that you have a commercial antivirus. I think in that instance, you might want to be taking a look at Malware Bytes, a tremendous product. Uh, if you have Windows 10, that can get to be a little bit more complex. Uh, Windows 10 comes with Windows Defender, which will do a fairly good job as long as your Windows is clean. And your other question, Skip? The question is, uh, with the state of Minnesota for Minsure, they you have to use Google or Chrome, and you have to clear cookies. Uh, clear not clear alt delete or clear alt something to use it in order to apply for health care. Is that, is that necessary? Uh, it, it surprises me. This is the first time I've heard of this, but I would certainly think that Firefox would work as well. That The state of Minnesota is actually shifting away from their Microsoft Windows being compliant. So uh, I'm almost glad to hear this about Chrome, but your Chrome's going to need to be up to date. Uh, the the cookie thing, I think what they're actually telling you is it has to accept cookies. Uh, I don't think no. you have to actually clear your cookies to get into Minshear. But if you have problems with that, give me a call and I'll connect up to you and we'll get that squared away in a hurry for you. Yeah, we have, we have a new payroll set up here and people want to get paid. And in your browser, in whatever browser you use, uh, you need to enable pop-ups. And that's another thing that sometimes people struggle with. And there are people around here who shall go unnamed that struggle with the concept of enabling. They know who they are. And Jonathan Lowe (laughs) is laughing out loud. We're not going to name names. They know who they are. They know who they are. But it's like, yeah, you got to enable the pop-up. Remember that? So uh, there are some things you need to do in browsers sometimes to get stuff to work. Exactly. And pop-ups, this has been programmed into the actual code of the website. And pop-ups are not always a good thing. But in this instance, you absolutely have to. And that particular pop-up that obviously has something to do with payroll is probably creating an an extra level of security. And and you can actually enable pop-ups per website in browsers as well. Now, that gets a little bit more complex, but, yeah, there are times that you do want to allow pop-ups, no doubt about it. Uh, by the way, uh, let's pause for a moment and remind people, okay, it, it's a relatively mild day in January, but you should have had, as a New Year's resolution, Here it comes. back up your data. You can say that again if you want, Steve. Yeah. Back up your data. Get copies. Can't say it enough. And, and in fact, just recently I had a lady that brought over a computer. The only data she had was on oh. a flash drive. I plugged it into three computers before it finally came up. Fortunately, we got her data. These flash drives are not enough. You want one copy on your computer hard drive, one copy on an external hard drive, 
and maybe another flash drive to throw in your purse or your glove compartment or whatnot, and a copy up in the clouds. Disk space today is cheap. We can replace everything except your pictures and your past documents and your tax records and whatever else is important. We can replace hardware. We can replace operating systems. What I can't go back and replace is people's work or what they have gathered over the years. So, yes, make copies, multiple backups, multiple copies. Can't say it enough. And, of course, you're going to talk about Mosey and um, and Carbonate as well. Which yeah, you and, and there are other sites as well, Doug, that you can pay them to automatically do it at night or uh, every other night or whatever you want to set up. But it's just a great peace of mind oh, to bet. know that you have this important stuff backed up. You know, if you if you have a theft or a fire or any other catastrophe, God forbid. you still have that data. Well, you know, I, I kind of tell people it's like insurance. You get this thing done, yep. you'll probably never have a problem. Just like insurance, it's it's much, much better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. It really, it's that simple. So, yeah, you can't say it enough. Backup, copies, copies, backup. It just should be done. Uh, from the text line, I'm running Windows 7. Everything is fine. Uh, should I upgrade to Windows 10 or is staying on Windows 7 okay? I think that you should probably want to stay with Windows 7. Um, if it, If I had access to that computer... I would likely shut off all the updates, and I would highly, highly encourage you to get malware bytes for antivirus, anti-malware, or Bitdefender, or some other commercial package that will take control of your security. Make sure your computer's clean with CCleaner. Run ADW Cleaner to make sure your RAM's all clean. Get that baby all organized on the drive, and just leave it as it is. I think you're going to be better off. But again... That's personal preference. I personally don't care much for the way Microsoft is utilizing Windows 10, in my opinion, to attack our privacy. And they're doing a lot of things that a lot of people don't know about coming to light. It's, I think it's going to get to be a huge issue this year and next year. We'll have to wait and see. But if you got seven and it's running well, I am a firm believer in the old school philosophy. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But again... That's personal opinion. Um, the bank has the option of using a fingerprint to sign in. Uh, what do you think about these biometrics moving forward? Uh, it's been brought up in science fiction for years and years. It's here. It's here to stay. What about all of that? I think that it's a little bit premature. I've worked with a lot of laptops that have the little fingerprint for the log on, and generally... I, I don't know why. They don't seem to be consistent. Some people have no trouble with them at all. Others, once that starts, you got to get into the BIOS. you got to clear out that fingerprint scan. I think as time moves forward, this technology will become relevant. For right now, I think your best bet is passwords. And if you're really concerned about that, do a little research with dual authentication. Offered by Google, Apple, Microsoft is going to be jumping into this thing. I think they're trying right now, but they're having some difficulty. Dual authentication. If an Apple owner, for example, if somebody needs to get to that cloud, that thing's actually going to send 
a message to that owner's iPhone and with a code number that has to be put in at that entry. Takes a little extra time, but that, I think, is more secure than any biometrics. But it's coming. I hate to tell you bad, bad, bad today, because day after tomorrow, it might be relevant. Go to the phones. Bruce in Bloomington. You're on the air. Hello. Good afternoon, Doug. Hi, Bruce. Hi. Uh, say, I have a Dell Inspiron desktop, and there's one of these uh, uh, SD card readers. And and lately, when I put the card in there, I, it, it recognizes the size of the card, and I think it's reading it. The card I know is formatted, and it works, but I get the message that I have to format it. And then also, after I format it, I get a message that Windows was, Windows was unable to format it. And then I had one other question concerning backups. How do you back up your Windows profile? Yeah, that gets a little tricky with the profile, and I don't know if you actually need to do that. Um, I, I always tell people that what you want to do is save your data. Now, this SD card, my th- first thought is, have you tried a second one? If you have not and you have attempted to format it, I would be looking to make sure that that's a stable SD card. If this Inspiron is a, a two, three, four, five years old, and you have had a tendency of leaving that SD card in that slot, that can actually cause some problems on the SD slot itself. If it becomes an issue, there are lots of external readers that you can buy that plug into a USB port. But first things first, you're going to want to try a second card that you know is like brand new, and you pop it in there and see if you have the same condition. Big thing with these things is narrowing down what is the problem. Is it the computer? Is it the operating system? Is it the SD card or the external peripheral? Once you get that narrowed down, a fix is within minutes. And thank you so much for the call. Quick break. We've got more Tech Talk coming up. We'll go to the phone lines and visit with Dennis. We'll talk Bluetooth. Uh, always a challenge or can be a challenge to get it to work all the time. We'll, we'll get into that. And, of course, uh, squeeze in another call or two. Here are the numbers, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. It is Tech Talk on a Saturday here at CCO. Nine minutes now in front of 2 o'clock. Tech Talk continues. Doug Swinhart in studio each and every Saturday between 1 and 2 o'clock. We'll have Doug's phone number and email coming up momentarily, but we want to get to the phone lines and squeeze in as many as we can. Let's bring in Dennis. Dennis, you're on the air. Yes, hello. Hi, Dennis. What's up? Hey, you know, I've got a a Hewlett-Packard computer, and uh, I I can't find a Bluetooth device on it. Might not not have Bluetooth. Depends on the age. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking. It might be a little older. I, I did update it to Windows 10, and I think it was a Windows 6 when I got it. Windows 7, yeah. Um, it's possible that it's there and it's not active. We would actually have to take a look at that online, and I can do that for you in minutes. Uh, that's nothing. Give me a call sometime next week. We'll connect up remotely and take a peek at what you got. If you need a, a Bluetooth dongle, they're like dirt cheap. They plug into a USB port and give you access to to a Bluetooth. Don't go out and buy one until we know for certain that your machine doesn't have a lot of older, and I hate to use that term, 
A lot of computers, four, five, six years old, the Bluetooth was actually shut off in the BIOS to allow a better connection with the Wi-Fi. Some of the wireless cards also contain the Bluetooth, which might very well be, but I want to take a look at your equipment before I give you a a for certain uh, answer. And thank you for the call, Dennis. Have a good weekend. Let's go to Lawrence City Dino. Lawrence, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Great. So, A, I took your advice from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, rather than get a MacBook Air or a MacBook Pro and got a iMac, and I'm sitting here getting everything loaded. So Awesome. Thank, thank you for your suggestion. Sure. Second question. Uh, uh, got a friend who's on a plane. I told her I'd take care of this for her MacBook Pro, she's got display problems. She's getting horizontal line screens, uh, horizontal lines across her screen. That, that to uh, me, sounds like something she's going to have to call Apple or take to an Apple store. I can almost guarantee it's hardware. Um, Mac doesn't have the software things that would actually just automatically overwrite, but I, I think it's hardware. Uh, very well could be correctable. And thank you for the call. Yeah, Lawrence, that's one you need uh, You need to get into Apple, and uh, she needs to have someone look at that. Uh, bring in Robin from the phone lines. Robin, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. If you do a complete reinstall of Windows 7, at what point do you shut off all the updates? I do before I connect to the Internet, but that's me. And um, when I reinstall Windows 7, I get kind of aggressive here. Um, I Before I ever plug it into the Internet, I will shut off the updates. I'll go in and I'll take out all kinds of what I don't think to, that is necessary. Uh, and when I'm done, my window install, depending upon, and people don't realize this, but Microsoft actually creates different versions within builds for different manufacturers. And my Windows install is generally less than 15 gigabits, and I've actually gigabytes, and I've actually had it as low as, as 11 and 12. So, yeah, it's um, it's pretty important to do this. I'm contemplating doing a video series with a business that I help take care of their machines that would walk you through this step by step. If we ever get time to get together, uh, Broadcasting group, Design Group and I will do that, and I think it would be a good thing. Um, thank you for the call. Yeah, good call and a ton of great calls and texts today on the program. Uh, we don't have time really to get to another call or be fair to another call. Uh, Jerry and Matamidi transferring VHS to digital. Uh, good luck with that. It can be a, really a long process, but there's a great firm in town, Astound Video duplication and transfer. Maybe you have heard their ads here on WCCL. Uh, They do great work. They have uh, spots around town, but uh, Astound Video, uh, check them out. Let me just mention one thing about Astound. If this this texture starts to do this, it's going to become very clear very quickly that Astound is worth every penny that they charge. They do tremendous work. And their turnaround time is like lickety split. So I have yet to have one customer that I sent to Astound that wasn't 110% happy. Yeah. So uh, that that is one, uh, you, you can reuse search and buy the equipment and do it yourself. But it is very time consuming. 
And it, it's one of those, without taking on all that expense, you may want to get a hold of a stone because they're set up to do it easily. Absolutely. All right, we've got to run, Doug. Uh, your phone number and email. Thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com, WCCOTECH.com, and the email's right underneath the contact tab. 651 552 9543. And thank you, Steve. We'll see you next week. All right, Doug. Always great. Tech Talk. Doug Swinton Hardware. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.